Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today I am going to talk to you about seasonal moods because so many people are feeling moody right now, and it's understandable, but there are some reasons why, so let's look at it so that we can step out of the self-judgment and look at how you are the manager of your space. On top of that, we have Mercury retrograde still going strong until the 22nd, so we'll look at that too and talk about some ways to support you through it. So, Wherever you are right now, I hope that you are ready for some inspiration, some information that maybe you would like to share with someone else. Even if it's not you that's experiencing these moods right now, there may be someone in your life that may benefit from today's show, so be um, sure to forward the information on to them. Remember, we learn and grow in exchange, and now let's get into the show. Okay, welcome to this episode of Reiki Radio. I really wanted to talk to you all about this because, you know, our moods are heightened right now um, for so many reasons. So I wanted to do this so that if you are in a space of feeling like you're all over the place or feel like plans are being disrupted and nothing's going right or things are just blowing up all over the place, if there's any frustration, I wanted to do this episode to help you have some understanding around what may be coming up for you and why, but also to help all of us to step outside of the self-judgment that may come with these different moods and really look at some ways that we can possibly navigate through it all more easily. So, these seasonal moods, you know, winter is a very interesting time, but before we get into this particular season that we're in, I want to remind all of you that part of us being connected to all there is and all that exists means that we're also connected with nature and the universe and the cycles and the movements of what goes on for us universally. So even in this start to think about your self being uh, in harmony or mirroring the seasons, we everything is cyclical, right? So when we think about spring, for example, you know, that is a time of renewal, new beginnings. You know, flowers are blooming, everything is like new and fresh in spring. And when we think about us, that is really a time to like come to life. It's a time for our own new beginnings, our own sense of renewal because we're coming out of winter. And so there's just this new spark of life that we feel. And then by the time we get to summer, we're in this space of full liveliness. You know, summer is vibrant. It's when we vacation. It just automatically, when you think about summer, you think about sunshine and fun and freedom, being fully alive. And then we start to wind it down in the fall. 
So the season of fall is really about unwinding. It's when the leaves start to fall off of the trees. It's a time that, you know, everything um, starts to fall away so that we can go back through the cycle again by the time we reach uh, the next spring. But fall is a time also for harvest, you know. And it's really interesting when you think about the seasons and think about how if we allow ourselves to harmonize with this, what would that look like in our lives? So it brings us to where we are right now, winter. Now, a lot of people go through seasonal depression and a lot of people um, tend to feel really off during the winter. Well, when we think about winter itself, it's a time of hibernation. In a lot of areas, winter is cold. People are indoors. There's not as much activity readily available because, you know, you may be snowed in or whatever. It's just, it's colder and it's a time, think of like bundling up, wrapping yourself up, right? But then we have this conflict. Now, what's really interesting is, although this is a time of slowing down, taking it easy, hibernating in a sense. We are also culturally on the heels of the holidays and also the new year. Now, think about the conflict in that. We're on the heels of, you know, all of this busyness. It's a time, it's actually like one of the busiest times of the year because people are preparing for holidays. People are running around trying to plan. They have holiday parties. There are, you know, family events, friend events, whatever. There's a lot going on externally, even though our natural rhythm is to slow down. Now, what I will say is, you know, sometimes we do allow ourselves to follow that natural rhythm of slowing down, but we often will be in judgment of ourselves for wanting to slow down. Like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I want to do anything? Why don't I want to take action? Well, what if there was nothing wrong with that? What if outside of judging yourself for feeling a need to go inward, you saw it as a time for reflection? What if you saw it as a time to really be still and allow yourself to evaluate, maybe looking at what you learned, what this year has offered you, how you have grown? Now, you know, our point of view and our judgment plays a lot in how we function and feel. Our point of view is everything. So if you are in a space right now judging yourself around whatever you may be feeling or coming up for you, what if you stepped out of the judgment and said, why do I feel this way? What do I actually want to feel or experience right now? Do I want to just kind of slow down, take a step back, and just be? What do you feel would best support you right now 
without the expectation of what you think you have to do or need to do. And even when we think about that, you know, these these um, ideas of what we have to, to have to do or are supposed to want to do, where does that come from? Where do those ideas and beliefs come from? Whose expectations are we leave, living up to or attempting to live up to? Are they even our own? Now, one of the things that also inspired this is because, you know, Recently, I had so much stuff blow up. I mean, I had, it, it was um, at least 48 hours of everything just seeming to go wrong. And then it dawned on me too, aside from it being winter, we're still in the middle of this retrograde. Now, I will say with the Mercury being in retrograde, I've told you before that when a planet goes retrograde, it's as if the energy of that planet is seemingly going backwards. And it, with Mercury being the planet of communication, Mercury was the um, messenger of the gods. So the planet Mercury is associated with communication. So when Mercury goes retrograde, it's a time where as if information is going backward or things seem to be miscommunicated or something is off in communication. But it can also be a very introspective time bringing us in to observe our own feelings, our own thoughts. And it can also be a time of great revelation because in all of that introspection and with things seemingly being disrupted or thrown off, it gives us a lot of opportunity to see um, where we can learn or grow or be more flexible. It gives us an opportunity to release our tight grip of attachment and control. So it can actually be a gift. So this particular retrograde is happening until December 22nd. And like I just said, you know, I had about at least 48 hours where everything was just like, I, it was crazy how all of these plans were falling through and nothing was working out. And I was frustrated in the process of it all, but in the midst of it all, what got me through is I allowed myself to modify. I allowed myself to be flexible. And somewhere tangled in with the frustration, it was almost comical to me. Because I was like, it's interesting how all of these things seem challenging. But the truth is, when I stepped back and allowed myself to view what was happening from a higher point of view, the disruptions actually allowed for other things to occur. So what was really disturbed or disrupted was my plans, my, my ideas or expectations or what it is I wanted to happen. Mainly what I planned, what it, you know, my, my ideas were in my head about how things were supposed to work out. But even though things were disrupted and didn't go according to my plan, things still worked out, <laughs> just not in the way that I thought they would and not in the way I would have necessarily chosen for them to work out, but things still worked out. So by allowing myself to modify 
and to be flexible, I was able to get through the disruptions with more ease. Now, I say that to say, with all of us right now in this retrograde energy, we may all be experiencing some things that are uncomfortable or not necessarily, you know, going the way that we wanted. There's even a lot of um, feeling overwhelmed by how much we feel we have to get done. And then we just start functioning from the space of overwhelm, which in itself can make us feel exhausted, irritable, tired. So what if you step out of putting so much pressure on yourself to get so much done and you back up into focusing on one thing at a time? Instead of looking at the whole pie all at once of everything that needs to be done, Step back and think, okay, step one, what is just one thing that I can take care of in this moment? And remember your flexibility. If things don't go necessarily according to your plan, how can you modify to still make sure that things work out in the highest and best way? Again, it may not look like what you wanted, but it doesn't mean it won't work out. So keep in mind your flexibility, your choice and willingness to modify, as well as easing up on yourself and allowing yourself to take things one step at a time. Now, also in this, because we are in winter and this energy of hibernation, make sure you're giving yourself time to rest Yeah, we can't necessarily shut down life altogether, right? And literally hibernate like, you know, the bears. But we can slow down. And sometimes, you know, it's not just about the action that we're taking. Sometimes it's just about slowing down the mind. Making the time to connect with yourself. Making time for meditation. Making time to sit and consciously Be still. Just slow down. Now, another thing I wanted to share with you in this energy that is very important, and it's actually important in um, our life overall, but I find myself telling people a lot uh, to have command of their emotions. It's part of our spiritual awakening. Part of this self-mastery is having command of our emotions, which ties into, you know, meditation and learning to have command of our own mind, to be the one in authority of our, of our mind and our thoughts. Meditation really trains us to do that, to be in observation and acknowledging our choice. Now, when I say to be in command of our emotions, I want to clarify, I don't mean that you have to avoid or stuff or repress your emotion. It really is about being in observation so that we're not just reacting from emotion um, without any awareness. For example, when I am observing myself and I am triggered, 
I consciously observe myself enough to know I can feel myself becoming triggered. And I don't ignore the feeling of upset starting to stir in me. I consciously acknowledge that something is starting to trigger within my system. And while I am, it could be in conversation with someone, I can be conversing with someone that may be triggering me. Although I'm speaking outwardly, internally, I am observing myself and the situation. So internally, I am also gauging, wow, this is really upsetting me. And internally, I am making a conscious choice of how am I going to respond to this? Now, sometimes I am able to choose and allow myself to respond from a space that's not necessarily out of my emotion. But here's the key. Even when I do respond from emotion, I'm consciously aware that that is what I am doing. So I still chose to respond from my emotion. Now, as you continue to practice being in self-observation and acknowledging your choice, we tend to become um, more inclined, I would say, to make the choice to respond, not necessarily just from a space of upset. It's a practice like all things, but you're still having command of your emotion by being in observation and acknowledging your choice, your choice to respond and let your um emotions out in a decisive way. Now, one of the things I will say with this as well is it is important for us to let it out in a decisive way. So even if you are in a situation where you are triggered or you are upset and you are able to observe this and you choose not to respond from a place of Um, emotion in that moment, meaning that you're not being uh, explosive, say. You still need to process and let it out. So it may be that you step out of that situation and go into a meditation to observe yourself more deeply, to take time to really process and calm your nerves and calm the mind on the breath. It may be that you need to go out and take a walk or run to let it out in a very physical way. But it's still decisive in having command of your emotion. Now, it reminds me of as well, you know, uh, I know that I've seen, well, this is not recent, but I remember there was a period of time um, where you would see or people would talk about in certain therapy sessions, they would use like a bat or something to like hit pillows so that people could let out their frustration. They would like be on pillows to let their anger out, to let their upset out. Um, I remember several years ago, there was even these places that came about that were called smash houses. I believe that's what they were called, but there were places where people could go to these rooms and like break things. 
It was a way of letting out anger and upset. But again, in a very controlled way, not necessarily taking it out on another person, but allowing that energy to move through you. And even if it's not something that drastic, I mean, sometimes it's just allowing yourself to cry, allowing yourself to feel, allowing yourself to let the energy and the emotions move through you, but without taking it out on another person, allowing yourself to process and um, release and heal in your own way. Now, the beauty of that is when we have that self-awareness and we allow ourselves to process in our own way, we oftentimes come to a space of understanding and resolution for ourselves, and then we're able to go back into you know, the engagement with the other person or whatever it is from a clearer headspace. Again, not necessarily taking it out on those around us, you know? So there are so many different tools that we can use that help us to not only be okay with how we feel, observing how we feel, and processing whatever may be coming up for us, but it's really about that, allowing Allowing yourself to feel, to acknowledge yourself, and not beating yourself up for whatever it is that may come up for you, and not losing your mind if things don't go the way you planned. Be flexible. It reminds me of... uh, the different elements, actually. You know, we think about earth and grounding and being present and here within ourselves. And we think about the fluidity of water, that flexibility, the modification that comes even with fire, the transformation of fire. And then air, that is coming up um, very specifically around just the breath, even the magic of the breath and how we are able to um, shift and change our state of being and feeling by consciously managing the breath. So when you are in these moods or in these spaces of upset, give yourself a moment to pause And consider which element is even coming up for you. Do you need to ground? Is this, you know, like water where you need to be flexible and willing to modify? Are you in a space where you need to connect with that fire energy and be willing to transform and transmute? Or are you allowing yourself to connect with air? that clarity of thought that comes with the breath. Now, this moves me into um, New Year. A lot of what comes up for us around this time as well is related to the pressures (laughs) to do and to be for the New Year, 
right? And it's not even being present in right now today. Right now today, there's a lot probably on your plate that you are considering or want to take care of, but the new year isn't even here yet. But even still, we tend to put a lot of pressures on ourselves around this and like wanting to just be done with where we're at so that we can get into this new year as if it's going to be um, completely different. And, you know, there's a lot around that, but it also comes to, you know, our allowance to modify and make adjust adjustments, but it starts with that self-observation. Even if you are considering what you want in the new year, I mean, you have to observe where you're at and what modifications you would like to make to support you in your change. But remember that even new year, it's still winter. <laughs> it's still a time of reflection, of being still. And the beauty of this, the beauty of winter, you know, for a lot of us, the idea of being still is unnerving because, again, we feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I can't be still. Remember, sometimes stillness is just a matter of allowing yourself to let the mind slow down. And again, it goes right back to meditation as being a beautiful way to do this. Um, I have free meditations on my website if you want to do that. But when you allow yourself to slow down, it really supports you. And it oftentimes allows your inspiration to flow more easily. Here's another example of this. Um, I told you about that 48-hour period where it seemed like everything was just going crazy. And in that, in the midst of that, I had to go to Los Angeles, which is about um, a two-hour drive from San Diego. And LA has some insane traffic <laughs> any time of day. The, you know, Los Angeles is no notorious for their traffic. It's just bumper to bumper and it's crazy. But in that, being in my car and in traffic, Something about that is very um, meditative for me. So I let my mind go away from, I took my focus away from the things that seemed to be going wrong and blowing up. And I was just meditative. I wasn't really focusing on anything other than just driving. And in that space of mental stillness, I had all of these inspirations start to come through that had nothing to do with what my previous focal points were. And that's how it works. Sometimes it's just the beauty of allowing ourselves to sit, to be in that hibernation, to just let go and focus on the breath. It allows us to step outside of the upset to be observant and just allow inspirations to come through without trying to control what is coming through or how. And we never know what will come up. That's the beauty of it. You never know what will come up, which revelations you'll have, 
which, you know, insights will come through. It's all very interesting. There is something so beautiful when we allow ourselves to release the control and the attachment to outcome. So with that, um, of course, I would say as well, a big part of this is learning how to just be an observer of ourselves. And it sounds like a simple thing, but you know, it's, it's actually quite challenging, especially when we've been conditioned for so long to look externally. And when we hear to be an observer of ourselves, a lot of times people don't know how to do that, what that looks like, because again, we're so used to looking at, out at the world around us, not really paying attention to our inner selves, our inner dialogue, our point of view, our perspectives. So we have to retrain ourselves. So that's part of why, um, you know, I offered the 22 days of transformation absolutely free because it is a process for 22 days where I am guiding you through learning how to be an observer of you. You only have one point of focus each day. So not only are you observing yourself, you're also part of this process is journaling whatever comes up for you so that you can go deeper into your own insights about your self-observation. But you can also allow that clarity and that inspiration and that insight to flow through you by journaling what you observe each day. And since you only have one point of focus each day, it's pretty easy. It's not overwhelming. It's just one thing. And then as you allow yourself to continue with the practice, it just becomes a way of being. You just naturally start to become this observer of you. You naturally start to become more aware of your choice in response. You start to have command of your emotion because you recognize your choice in how you deal with your emotion. Now, for those of you who haven't started yet, Again, it's free, so I mean, why not? <laughs> it's something, you know, just a tool for you to get more clarity around yourself and to even work through, you know, understanding yourself and forgiving yourself and taking some of the pressures off of yourself. So if you want to start the 22 Days of Transformation, just go to my website, which is uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. And you sign up for the email list and you will get it in your inbox. You will receive a link to the 22 Days of transformation as well as a promo code to be able to access it for free. So um, I love hearing what people are learning about themselves in this journey. As I told you before, we are talking about this in the Seeker Circle. You'll receive information in the email about joining us in the Seeker Circle as well. Also a free space for us to learn and grow and exchange. So I hope to see you there. But in the meantime, with this seasonal mood, I just wanted to remind you all that, you know, 
we can step out of the conflict between hibernation and feeling like we're so busy by making the choice to just slow down, taking time each day like I did. It could be in your car. It could be in the shower. It can be, you know, just sitting for five minutes at your desk, whatever it is. It's about your conscious choice to just be still for a moment. And when things don't go your way or how you intended, remind yourself to be flexible and ask yourself, how can I modify to get through this in a way that will best support me? And if you have those moments of feeling like you do want to hibernate and you don't necessarily want to connect, you just want to be with yourself, make sure that you are not in judgment of you and acknowledge that it's just part of our natural rhythm to sometimes just want to be, just be. It's okay. (laughs) It's part of being. And, you know, quite honestly, some we are very overstimulated. Not only do we have our own lives to attend to, we have all of this, you know, social media, the news, the, you know, busyness of everyone out shopping right now. We are overly stimulated. Now, what could help you work with coming out of feeling overly stimulated, disconnecting and being still. So even right now, one of the most simple things you can do is just take a deep breath. So go ahead, take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, just let your shoulders fall, release any tension. And notice how that feels. Just three seconds of taking a breath, connecting to your air, and allowing yourself to release tension. Now imagine if you allow yourself the space to sit in this energy for like five minutes. Just being. Just sit on the breath. Relaxed. Just acknowledge being right here where you are right now. Outside of the outside noise. just right here, still with you. How does it feel? Now in this space, give yourself permission to be flexible. Give yourself permission to be willing to modify when necessary.
And you're going to give yourself permission to be an observation of you. To be in command of your emotion by acknowledging what you feel at any given time and acknowledging your choice in response. Acknowledging your choice in release. And you're going to give yourself permission to allow inspiration, ideas, solution to flow through you just very easily as you breathe. And you're going to give yourself permission to acknowledge that all things are working out. Even if you can't see the detail, acknowledge and know and trust that all things are working out. And even your moods will shift and change. Acknowledge the peace and stillness that you feel within your being right now. And acknowledge the fact that you are the one who created that shift. Okay, so I am going to leave you for today in your peace. I hope that you have a beautiful day, a beautiful holiday. I look forward to sharing with you. I hope to see you in the Seeker Circle. And remember to always journey in love. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.